Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi friends, the world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where life might not be black and white, but we are. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, it's been a minute. We The last podcast we did was um, with our good friend um, last week, but we unfortunately, you know what? It was Labor Day. We needed a break, and uh, we needed a little rest time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Marie is currently in New York. I am in New York right now um, on a on a job site. Actually, today's the end. Um, the event ended, and so how did it uh, go? What was it like? Um, you know, without giving up, you know, too yeah. much information. I loved it, but also like working with creators and influencers is um, taxing. Taxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. So, and um, not only that, New York is like a hotbed of influencer action. Um, is it really? Oh, I guess I could. Yeah, sense. yeah. Um, and then the hotel so that I'm staying at. So most of the event attendees are staying, staying at the hotel next to us, and it's called the Dream Hotel. And mm-hmm. I'm right next to it in um, another one, which is just as gorgeous, just as beautiful, beautiful, different vibe. But um, the it's kind of like this the place to be seen uh yeah it's where everybody's at so i walked out last night probably around midnight maybe 12 30 and oh and not only that our the the hotel i'm staying at is on top of that restaurant called tau we have heard of tau right yeah i've heard of it but i've not been yeah I mean, I don't know much about it. I'm not cool enough it's, to go in, but is it like a five? <laughs> it's probably like a five star restaurant, right? Yeah, and but I think it's like slash club. Um, is oh. what I think it is. Okay, I don't know enough. Um, but it's where everybody's out and about, and all the girls are in their high heels and dresses. But what was even funnier is like I walk out and there's people like just standing there, 
with cameras like taking pictures and like capturing spontaneous moments but not at all <laughs> and I mean I mean I guess we know that that's how what it's like um one of the influencers I actually follow um he was out there and it's so funny because it all of a sudden when you see people like purposely creating this moment these moments it kind of takes the like the magic away from it the magic away yeah mm-hmm. um you know or like, oh, you know, huh, yeah, that's a, a manufactured feeling. <laughs> and oh. I guess what this is. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. So many out and about. Um, I also saw Janine Garofalo yesterday, which was so what? random. Yeah, she was like power walking uh, down um, uh, Ninth Avenue. And she's why does this like, feel like the most Janine Garofalo thing in the world? Yeah. <laughs> Are walking down literally, New York. <laughs> yeah, literally, it was like my best New York moment because it felt <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna see Janine Garofalo pounding down the pavement. Like she was just walking. Like I wanted to be like, yo, Janine, but I was like, she had places to go, mm-hmm. people to see. She had her black on. Her hair was like, you know, she's got that long black kind of curly thin hair. Like, yeah. thick. well, not uh, yeah, thick. I, I, I guess. I guess. It's, it's 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 curly thick thin like not it's it just looks like it's not it's more wavy but yeah it's it's yeah (laughs) and then she like had her plant parenthood shirt on she's walking and i'm like i'm really in new york now (laughs) (laughs) as i'm walking to greenwich village it was just uh so there's those things like as much as the it is kind of like influencer territory territory it is still the city that like uh never sleeps never sleeps um has all these because i feel like celebrities who live in new york are different than like celebrities who live in like hollywood or la um they're like people <laughs> if they live yeah. in New York. Do you know they, what I mean? Like, people and they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, like LA celebrities are like, yeah, I'll sign something for you. I'll take a photo with yeah. you. This I'll in LA. <laughs> strategically show up at this place so everybody sees me. Right. But Janine had no time. You could just tell she had no time. Like, I did that little stutter step. I was like, <gasps> don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Just let her walk. But I walked her, I watched her walk. And I was so happy. It's been a while since I've been, I've been in New York about six years ago, but I haven't been into Manhattan in a while. Um, and it's pretty much anything changed? just the best place. Not much has changed. Of course, like it's busier. And of course there's that influencer element, but I also know I'm staying in the part where I think they all stay. Like there's a really big restaurant. It's near Greenwich village. It's Chelsea. There's all these like really, cool places to hang out so it seems like it's prime territory but it was so weird and the hotel next door is like literally a party hotel and it's beautiful it's gorgeous um it's called the dream hotel Ooh. so people if you're ever in new york and you want to know where all the like cool people hang they hang out at the dream hotel in new york and it's got like a rooftop pool and like when you're standing in the lobby you see people above you swimming and like uh american flag mural made out of beer cans and gigantic teddy bears and it's just kind of like port windows and uh it's 
it's a scene. It's a scene. Like it's yeah. a total scene. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I, I'm glad I get to do the work that I do and get to experience this. Um, but it's work, and I deal with difficult people, and it's not always easy. Mm. Um, especially me. I'm kind of like not that you know cool. I didn't even know what to wear out here. Like I didn't wear all black. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to do in New York. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, it was slimming. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I. It's just so funny. Like me, the big nerd that I am, being in New York around all these cool people. And I'm like, "Eh." I'm not as impressed as I'm supposed to be, but I have to kind of be impressed because I'm because it's my job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What did you end up wearing? Um, I actually got some things together. Um, I did actually wear some black. I got those new mom jeans that all the girls are wearing, you know, and they tuck, they have their white button down shirt and they tuck in one right. side. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I do. And then it's like a half French tuck with like one little yes. flap hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the girls are doing it. Like, I okay. swear there are half French tucks all over New York. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a person who tucks their shirts in. Um, I'm trying it, but I've got a belly. So it's like, it's hard it because it, it feels like it like it pronounces it's it exposed, yeah, yeah it's exposing you like here <laughs> highlight area um and i have seen but, that like some people do like the blouses on top of like the shirt that's tucked in yeah does that work yeah i, I mean i'm just trying it is it what i did is i um because uh, i didn't have a lot of good business clothes anymore um or just like business casual clothes oh you mean being stuck inside for two years straight didn't give you the proper wardrobe to go out into like fancy new york yeah exactly (laughs) i it did not it did not (laughs) a whole bunch of stuff at our last job because it's like i'm gonna be here a long time and these people don't care and we're mostly online so i really did clean out my closet so i got this um service i've actually subscribed to three to see which one was my favorite because you can send mm. all your clothes back but basically you talk to a stylist you say this is what i like this is what i doesn't i don't like they send you a whole bunch of stuff you try it on and then you send back what you don't like um, oh yeah which which service is that What's i'm trying literally trying four right now um <laughs> but i'm gonna I cancel did... i think one of them or three of them i did stitch fix for a little bit and i liked it for like audition clothes slash like i'm looking for a corporate job clothes yeah but they tend to be like flowery flowy Mm. like and i'm just that's just not me i was like if i was like don't send me another flower pattern blouse it's just i like i like flowers but i like boho flowers as opposed to like pretty you know what i mean like i am that's different type of patterns that are like yeah yeah i used to yeah give me a paisley yeah i love paisley give me a paisley I, I'm not a Paisley person. I used to wear bandanas all the time and, it, you know, Paisley, whatever. And my grandmother saw me wear bandanas all the time. So she thought, oh, you're really into Paisley. So she got me like a full like shorts and top, like full on Paisley matching when I was, I don't know, 13. I was like, I can't wear this. <laughs> I was like, I love you, grandma, but I can't wear this. Yeah. It's... it's See, I, I but, oh, we were talking. So, like, I think that maybe as a bigger woman, people are like, you want to feminine it down. But I'm just like, no, I mm. want 
hard. I like I want like just like lines and stripes and like just big yeah. bold pieces or I don't know. But anyways, I did find some really great pieces um, and I sent a lot of them back. Um, but I got a really cute jean jacket and I had a dress that I wore. You know, there's some things that I got that were practical. Uh, my goal is to learn how to do that. Um, what's the word it's called? Capsule wardrobe. Have you Ooh. heard of that? No, I don't know it. Okay. It's basically like where you have like four pairs of shirts, three pairs of pants, two skirts, and like, you know, a blazer. And like you, that's all your wardrobe is, but there's like infinite number of combinations. Ooh. And they like, it's called a capsule wardrobe. And like, it's something you kind of do on your own, but I just don't know if I'm clever enough to. Like when I see people do it, I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have thought to repurpose each piece that way. But if I can get to that point, I'll be really happy because it's, I, I'm not good with a lot of options, but I also want things that just work and I don't have to think about it. And so that's why this capsule thing is really kind of a good idea because I will keep buying clothes until I feel like I've got the aesthetic I want. But then it's like, by then I've like accrued all this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got my stuff and it's fun, but it was hot out here. It yeah, was, I was, was going to ask, because it is burning up in LA. It is like we're oh, finally yeah. breaking, I think, today or tomorrow. We're supposed to, because we have Hurricane K out on the coast right now. And I guess we're actually going to get like a downpour on Saturday. That's okay. You like more rain than we've got the entire year. So oh, that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better with LA drivers. <laughs> no, that's why Mark and I are once again hauling up in our house and we're probably going to get like a pork roast or something like that. Have that cooking in the crock pot all day and just, I'm not gonna lie. It's been, it's been a lot of us just hanging out in the apartment and it's, I'm, I'm very cabin peery. I just, I want to get out yeah. and do something, but it's too hot. How's the weather yeah. in New York going? It was really, uh, it was really hot and rainy the first couple days oh so very oh, humid so yeah oh yeah um it's been warmer and it was actually really hot yesterday my friend and i my, or my co-worker and i went and got a halal like wrap and you know i don't know if anybody knows what i'm talking about but a lot of these places you get these like gyro wraps and they have a white sauce and like a red sauce you can put on yeah but the red sauce is spicy, but you know, depending on where you go, the spice ranges. True. Well, this place was fire hot. Oh. So it was so funny because we're sitting out on white concrete, like space on top of a bench with our spicy, spicy wraps with 81 degree weather and it's a little bit humid and it was so funny because we could not even eat it because it was just we were sweating so sweating. bad yeah I, it, it's I a, totally know I know exactly yeah. what this is. Mark and I went to visit Alec actually he's working at a new bar that's not far from us and okay. uh beautiful place open air seating uh but it was like on the hottest day and sweet Alec as he is, got us a couple of food items. And one of them was like super spicy. One of them was like, they literally set on fire. Um, <gasps> it was like, it, it was like fry or like grilled panela or something. I'm not really sure what it is, but it was okay. basically like 
cheese set on fire. So right up my alley. But with the heat, I was just like, I just, I can't eat anymore. I'm so yeah. full. <laughs> and like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is how I diet. I just got to be in like 100 degree weather <laughs> all the time. No wonder I was a skinny kid in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to eat anything. Warm no. food. But it's like also what's the most delicious when it's like this. I mean, nice. because like when it's when it's hot, like your cold options are limited, mm-hmm. really, that are good and filling, right? Right. Now, one can only have so many sandwiches, salads, and gazpachos, right? <laughs> um, I've been getting on a like a vegan kick when it when it gets super hot. It fresh, uh, yeah, fresh raw vegetables mixed with like some like sauces and things has really. Okay. <laughs> okay that's good to know yeah um i did like this little quinoa bowl thing Ooh, yes. one day and that was really good yeah oh yeah. and the saute bowls i think i told you about that recently how i found a new i'm obsessed with the saute bowls um so have I'm you have you gotten well. any uh, anything besides the halal uh in new york what what other good food have you been having oh oh wow um i we went to this place called uh dos caminos i think it was called um oh we had a plantain empanada and Mm. i about died it was just so so good and we had a i had a mezcal like drink and i really love mezcals i'm on a mezcal kick right now um and they had like this great passion fruit mezcal drink so and nachos that tasted the fresh like i don't know how to explain it but the cheese was fresh the chicken was fresh the beans were fresh you could just taste the freshness in the food that was so good um what else have i eaten oh there's this place in our hotel it's called catch steak okay it's one of those places where you like you pay a hell of a lot of money and they come out and your plates are like this tiny. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what lot. I'm talking about? I, oh, 100%. No. 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 So I ordered this and let me tell you, $32. $32. Okay. I ordered this sizzling shrimp covered in hot lobster sauce. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. There was and like one was, shrimp. Well, there was four. And okay. They were big. Okay. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, Me too. $8 a shrimp is what I just paid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was, yeah. but it tasted good though. Yeah. It tasted good, but it didn't come with any sides. I still had to order a side and it was just like, oh, oh this my is- God, that's expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it, and it's so funny to me because there is such a movement of like intention and in cooking and making sure each mm-hmm. dish has great flavor and great, but when when the cost exceed like yeah the experience was great and it was expertly made but when the cost exceeds like i just ate four shrimp and i'm still hungry and I, yeah like, no i'm broke <laughs> like what are you gonna yeah. do <laughs> if i have to go eat again afterwards it's not yeah. it's not what i wanted <laughs> if i pass by a subway and go ooh, maybe yeah that's not a good meal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That's why I'm particularly a fan of the Italian food persuasion, just because it's usually pretty filling. <laughs> there, you're not you're not wrong. Actually, I went and I had Italian food with Adam yesterday. Yes. Um, Our good yeah. friend Adam, who um, yeah. we should have him on the podcast sometime. Cause oh, he wants to do it. I've oh, talked yes. to him about it. Yeah. I've got a lot yeah. of people asking me to come on uh, now, and uh, we're going to have to start scheduling. <laughs> well, that's good. We, yeah. I, it's, yeah. Um, 
he is so funny. Clearly goes to that restaurant all the time. Like okay. walks in, knows the you know. And I'm just like, of course. Like he's like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna sit over there. We're gonna sit over here. I was like, okay, Adam. Then like the guy goes to pour him water, and Adam's like, mm. and it's like that glass is dirty. Like it was just no. a quintessential <sighs> Adam moment. Like it was like I this is exactly it. how I expected to walk into a restaurant, Adam. Uh, tell he's like. This is what's really good. You know, it's just breaking down the menu me, for me. Tell me what he likes. Tell me what he likes, what he oh. ordered. I have to know. <laughs> he ordered like this. It's to me, I, I wish I knew. Like there's so like there's so many kinds of pasta, but it's like it the thicker, not noodle. I think it's like the thicker noodles like sp- spine, but not the fusilli, the the bigger loops with some ground, I want to say like a pork or chicken. I can't remember. And okay. had spinach and sp- it just it looked delicious. I didn't try it. I got myself raviolis, nice. um, and they were amazing. Um, and then we had a dessert. And, and I'm sorry, dessert, uh, we had an appetizer, um, but that's all we were having. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. No soup. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have soup. We did not I, have soup. Adam is notorious for his soup obsession. Uh, yeah. Also, takes his first dates out to soup. He's like, it's not coffee, it's not alcohol, it's perfect. It's a meal, but it's also a drink. And I was like, I think you're onto something, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Apparently, he also takes his dates, his dates to the place we went. I said, Adam, I don't want to be at the place with you where you take all your dates. <laughs> I love it. I'm sure the staff has like a "Ooh, I wonder how this date's going" type yeah, of like. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then he's like, "Oh, this is telling the lady this is our first time meeting in person." I was like, "Be clear, be clear. Say that we work together." Well, that that we- <laughs> no, I didn't meet you on Tinder or something, right? Oh, but I just adore him. Um, we had a lot of great talks. Uh, you know, yeah. one of his friends passed away recently. Uh, uh, I know it's it just um, so, but we shared. We got to share a lot about how he's using his art to heal and cope, and how he uses uh, art to uh, you know deal with his dad's death. And uh, we we got to really, I guess, commiserate over that loss and. Yeah. He, he just, uh, he's such a good guy. Uh, I'm lucky to know him. It was great. We got to talk a little shit and shop about our Previous last things. place of employment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, wow, wow. I was like, yeah, this is, this is what happened. And he's like, is he still working like, for that company? He's not not working for it. Like, do you know what I mean? He's just what like, he's what? not getting... They're just not giving him work to do. And so he's just on a string and probably still in the Slack channel. They'll call him for winter. They'll call him in December. I was looking at Mark saying that he's booking a couple uh, of things for December times. Um, So I guess, you know, things are going fine there. It's funny. I've, I've had more people from that company reach out to me and just be like, hey, what's uh, what's new? What's going on with you? And I'm like, how's it going over there? <laughs> um, but that's, I'm really glad that you got to talk to him about, because, like, you know, it's interesting, the timing of grief and how it waxes and wanes is just always so unpredictable. Um, today's actually my mother's anniversary of her passing. Mm. Uh, I don't 
actually know how long it's been. It's been over a decade. I do know that. I think it might be 12 or 13 years now. Um, oh, no, it would be it would be 14 years. Oh, God, that's fucking weird. Oh, that's that's a trip to think. 14 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, it was 2008. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny because Mark's like, oh, do you want to like do anything? And I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. Like, it's been over a decade and like, I've not, there's nothing that I'm like feeling just sort of general malaise, but that's also due to the heat and <laughs> all of yeah. that. But I'm really glad that you got to like, not only have good Italian food with Adam, but be able to like talk about that stuff were you guys able to like openly talk about everything or yeah and he gave me some like resources like I love that it was just really great like how he's dealing with it and um he was like I just encourage you you know as a creative to use your creativity and I just also got that that um advice from somebody else uh so it's I need to keep hearing it because I really want to like compile a book about my father he's got all these stories and the stories he wrote that i want to and just kind of weave a story but you know i'm just sitting here thinking about it but i think that's probably going to be something that um i want to eventually do like i am not a writer by any means but i'd love to tell my dad's story at least have give a chance for people to read his work uh and you know kind of get to know him and it was um, great talking to you about that because he was like, yeah, you need to do that. You know, you need to go create something to honor him. So, absolutely you do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I created a, a show when my mom passed because I was in college and I needed a senior thesis. And I was like, OK, <laughs> um, yeah. it's very it's very cathartic. And that was yeah. one of so I, I doubled in psychology and in theater. And I did basically like a theater therapy senior thesis. Okay. Um, and I got to tell you, like, having that experience and having that creation to just, like, have is right really awesome. <laughs> and and also expresses different things that you, like, kind of, like, it, it takes a little bit of the poison of the pain out um, each year. Yeah. I, I believe it. Um, it's... The grief monster is so hard to keep at bay that it makes sense that you have to be kind of creative to deal with it, right? Like, Ooh. it's just, you know, you have to creatively deal with a monster in your room, like, constantly. And I don't think it ever goes away, but maybe you learn to paint its nails, you know? Maybe you learn <laughs> to get, throw a wig on that grief, uh, whatever it takes, Uh my friend was just talking about how she's been eating her nephew just died and oh. she's been eating amazing food. And I was like, me too. That was kind of one of the things. And I loved to. Me and my dad were the ones who were the adventurous eaters. Yeah. So it is the way I get to honor him. Cause, but and it's funny cause I don't know that I'm eating any more unhealthy, but any, like I'm not really being unhealthy with the way I eat, but I've had amazing food and maybe it just tastes better because I'm like enjoying it for two. Like dad doesn't get to eat this. So I'm going to be all in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, finding ways to cope and deal has been um, interesting because I tell people all the time, I said, this grief shit is like 
It's no joke. It's a it's a different thing. I said there's nothing I can do to control it. I don't know when it's coming. Like I had I had the last time I was here in New York, I was with my dad, you know. Um mm. and I had my moments. We went, there's this podcast we used to listen to. I cannot remember the name of it to save my life off the top of my head. I just sent it to my mom, but it was like this live, we got to see the live show. And it's one of those old school, like scary storytelling ones where they, okay. you know, they're making the noise and the with all of their elements and instruments. And um, it was just one of the things that he got really into and we got to go see it live. And I, I thought that was, I thought that, that was going to be really upsetting for me, but it also, it actually made me more excited to be in this city again. So it's funny. Cause I'm just, I don't know what, you know, I never know how the, what, where the grief is going to take. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. You don't know what experience is going to be like hard and what is going to be. Yeah. It, it kind of surprises you in the moment. And so I think you're totally right. I think you do absolutely have to be creative with your grief monster because yeah grief monster ends up being creative with you too about like random yeah. times yes yeah you know i just don't know i don't know when it's gonna hit me or then i found like so much joy too like grief brings yeah. joy in some ways yeah. as well because we hold on to the things that we loved a little bit deeper mm -hmm. uh i'm really you know happy that i get to come again and i think my dad would be proud of me and i saw the place where we saw the show and you know like okay i get to not i don't have to do you like to laugh geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth if so you need to subscribe to one hit thunder together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests we do a weekly dive into one hit wonders like eiffel 65's blue Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi friends, the world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. My grief gets to carry me into good memories as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so New York's been a blast. Oh, and Adam also took me. <laughs> I got it. on a little walking tour. Because uh, yeah. he walked me back to my hotel. <laughs> By the way, this is, this is a person that, like, you get into one conversation with him and you're obsessed. Because you're like, yeah. I don't know how you know all this stuff. And two, he just states things so plainly and yeah not he's just he's through and through new york like he's just yeah. a, a new york guy and he's just like this is just he how is. it <laughs> and, he totally so, is tell me about this tour i'm so interested it was so cute because it was like 
um, he had to go get a package for his mother and he had to take it up to her. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, well, we'll just go this way. And he's like, we'll go this way. I just gotta have to take the package from her lobby up to her, her apartment. And so on the way was the friend's building, which honestly is way smaller than I had imagined. Uh, it's on a call it, once. Yeah. Yeah. It's tiny. Um, but everybody's standing at the corner. He's like, yeah, see, um, he's like, oh, it's right here. I was like, I see that. Um, and then there was this poet, um, the one who did the uh, saying, the burning your candle from both ends poem. Oh poet. yeah. There's a little house. It's like a 12 foot wide house. Apparently what? it's not big at all. And he took me to that. Um, showed me an underground speakeasy. It was just so cute. And then we went into this because he had to go pick up. And this is so Adam. Yeah. He needed to pick up some loose leaf tea. <laughs> <laughs> what? He has to. Otherwise, he's never going to do it. Yeah, I, I just, I was like, you're along. <laughs> I'm glad you did you know. <laughs> So he has a loose leaf tea guy, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and it's this little British shop, right? It's a little... Uh, with candies and I had to go to the bathroom and he went in one side to make sure I could go to the bathroom well my friends we haven't bought yet but she needs to go to the bathroom because she go like he was clearing the path for me and the guy's like yeah she can go (laughs) and um (laughs) but (laughs) we're in there and it's run by a couple British guys and we I, that makes sense. Uh, the Brits know how to do yeah. tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they have all these gorgeous teapots on the wall. So they got tea and they've got a little restaurant. Um, but teapots and tea and candy. Uh and I was standing looking at some candies, and this woman says <laughs> to the the guy behind the counter. So, do you know when the coronation's gonna be? Oh. <laughs> and oh. Adam and I look at each other, and the guy looks at her, and he was like, "No, I don't know." And oh, I don't know no. what Adam said it. He was like, "Oh yeah, like like it's a notification, a notification in their brain. They're like, oh yeah." yeah yeah <laughs> like she <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm sure every passport gets a signal <laughs> if you're from Brit- britain she gave me the dirtiest look didn't give it to adam but it was funny because the but the meanest winter was the guy behind the counter but i think because british people sound angry when they're not angry sometimes i don't know if you know what that mean. <laughs> I but, <do. laughs> we always um, see a professor that's just like yeah. really wishing you would do better yeah 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 just looked just annoyed and uh, He's like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and literally she's been dead seven hours, right? Like seven right. years. I don't know how long, but, right, but right, it was right. hella funny because you could just see they wanted to go in on her. And Adam and I, Adam and I just walked away talking shit. <laughs> and we're yes. like, I can't believe that. It's like, thank you, Adam. I needed to talk shit with somebody today. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I was laughing. So, but then he was like talking to the guys, like, "Oh, I, you guys are in mourning for like you have to wear all black." I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I guess like a lot of people, right? It's like a thing they mourn. Right. The queen. They, I mean, I know. Yeah. Well, I guess um, when royalty dies, they all like it's very common. You'll see everybody in the country like wearing all black for like 10 days or something some shit like that they go into mourning for 10 days um yes. i know it's more of the the royal family but you know um 
That's everybody kind so of follow suit. Interesting. Wow. What, yeah. <laughs> now that we're talking about grief monsters. Um, yeah. It, it, it's so funny because Mark and I were talking about this whole queen passing thing and um, my condolences to those who are British and my celebratory congratulations to those who are Irish and Indian and South African. Everybody else. Everybody else. All um, colonized people. All colonized people. <laughs> and we were talking about like how how just influential like the the crown is and how obsessed with the royalty that you know people are even when they aren't under their regime i guess and the only thing that we can compare it to in america was celebrity and just like how fascinated you know people are with movie stars or with instagram stars tiktok stars all this stuff uh youtube whatever uh and i was like yeah but you don't have an entire country like mourning and you don't have the entire rest of the world joyously celebrating like I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> interesting thing um yeah. well and it and it's funny too because i did see somebody it's always one of my old college buddies that that are posting this but they're like i'm seeing a lot of vitriol for the queen like the queen didn't colonize them. i'm like yeah but she also didn't give back a lot of those uh things that she quote unquote discovered in museums and like well she also actively fought against um colonizations being independent yep yeah so uh, so there there you go (laughs) good good friend i almost named but will not name (laughs) it's kind of what we've come to expect from certain types of a certain background heritages (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is which is bullshit because i mean you know i i one of the things i've been like wondering like how how long do you think this kind of like monarchy system is going to survive? Like it's already very archaic. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, as long as they can keep spouting out cousins to marry. Jesus. (laughs) Adam Adam reminded me of that. I was like, Oh shit. That's right. right. (laughs) They're all fucking related. That's just so gross. Oh, why do you think? Uh, Harry Markle <laughs> just gonna be like, ah, we're going to the states we're not attached to yeah. this yeah. anymore. I was like you gotta be doing something right if you can go from being the kid who wore a Nazi costume mm. to a Halloween party mm. to like the wokest thing in <laughs> Buckingham Palace saying a lot well, oh. and what a what a great turn! What a great turn of events for him! Yeah, <laughs> got out while he could. You know, I yeah. that going. Um, but you know, speaking of of grief and like uh, weird fucking country events and things like that, you've uh, you posted something very recently on uh, Facebook, and I think also instagram i'm by the way as a general note i just want to apologize to anybody and their instagram stories i don't really watch anything <laughs> besides like tiktok i'll probably watch TikTok this, but if you don't see my name pop up under the watch instagram stories it's nothing personal i just am terrible at it um but <laughs> did happen to check out a post that you had posted, Marie. A, a, a post-grief, post-depression f- post. Um, I get it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I moved back to San Francisco um, two years ago, actually, almost today. Wow. And um, it's number one. There are literally no lesbians to say, okay, I don't, I mean, not, I shouldn't say literally, but there's no spaces for lesbians. There really isn't. In San there's Francisco. one bar in San Francisco, wow. the gayest place in America. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's uh, categorically known for being LGBTQ yeah. friendly, um, but not for lesbians, it sounds. It, and it's, um, there's one bar owned by a lesbian but there's so much controversy behind some things that this person did um i have been able to validate some of the truths um at this bar like this owner did do some of this crappy stuff and i'm all about forgiveness but you need to kind of take ownership of what you did wrong before i kind of spend money in your bar again right but even that like there's a very tight there's like it's like uh that's like a bridge and tunnel lesbian group and you know they're tech lesbians so it's a little bit different (laughs) but other than that there's no space um so a lot of you know queer women lesbian women have to go to gay men's clubs and things like that um mm-hmm. and you know i love drag i perform drag i i of course as an afab an assigned female at birth drag queen i don't get as much work yet because uh it's still novelty you know yeah, um and uh but I'm in these spaces because that's where all the drag shows are and I can be there and just feel like not wanted and just, you know, like service is different. Um, I have like, and then, so the thing is you see a lot of like, there's a couple of bars specifically where you see a lot of gay men bring their, their straight girlfriends into the space, you know, like, they're fruit flies, fag yeah. hags, we've called them. Um, I've never heard flies. that. That's yeah. a nice, that's I, a nice way to say that. it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mind that, but sometimes I feel like I'm competing with them for space yeah. at a LGBT friendly bar, um, you know, getting pushed back, really kind of having people, you know, like stand in front of me, like I'm not there or, you know, just be rude. I remember one time I was out and this guy, he said something like, oh, this part isn't open till 12 o'clock. And I I was like, of course, I think it was like 1150 and I didn't want to wait that long. I just wanted to drink. I was like, oh, of course. And I rolled my eyes in my head, not thinking like any, like not negatively towards the guy, just saying, oh, of course it would be like, yeah. He looks at me and says, don't you dare roll your eyes at me. He's like, I see you. You want to give me attitude? I can bring attitude. And I'm like, baby, I've been coming to this bar since before you were in diapers. I used to bring my dates to this bar. I, You know what I mean? It was used to be a place where I felt comfortable going. And um, I'm experiencing um, a lot of those kinds of moments. Um, and also there is this, there are women who are really accepted into the space, but there's a vibe to them that I'm never going to have. There is like, uh, 
they're they're just the acceptables and that's what i mean like and if you're not in this group it's harder to get work mm-hmm. it's harder to you know get shows um you're virtually invisible it's and i and i'm like i've been working in this community i've been performing i've been dancing i don't think you need i don't need you to put me on everywhere but i also don't want to be guffawed when I'm asking for inclusion. Um, it's just a and I, question. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I I thought maybe I'd said something that was really out of line. And I think the circle jerk is what got <laughs> I was worried about. Because it literally is a circle jerk. Like they all, like you go to these shows and you see maybe not the exact same people, but there's clearly, there, there's clearly like a pool of people you're, you're, who are working, right? And who right. have access to the are, space. <laughs> this sounds weirdly familiar, but yeah. It, it, but here's the thing. That is the opposite of like the, the San Francisco is supposed to be, to me, a safe space. Yeah. Bay Area. Every, like, because that is where the queer kids go to get away from all of this bullshit, right? That, that they have to deal with in their hometowns and the, you know, they want to go, but you go and, you know, I, you know, Nico was at a, this thing called, um, the, well, I should probably shouldn't say what it's called, but I was at this place and noticed that there were some people who literally never talked to anyone else. Like they just... Oh. And which is fine. I mean, clicks are clicks and I'm older, so whatever. But when you hold all the power to put people on and you don't talk to anybody else, that's really isolating for up and coming performers. So you really who want you know, who wants to be who wants to be adventurous when you're like, if one of those people don't like you, I'm not getting put on. Right. I don't know. And you, I, it, even just like the simple like like oh oh my god that thing or like even just like the slightest comment feels like it can make such a big difference on whether or not you perform later on or you're included in the group or or just like the general feel around who you are as a person with just simple statements um yeah i don't think people are always aware of that no they're not and there's not a lot of spaces we can go where you can go see drag where you can go have a good time where you can go and not get gay bash because that's happening in san francisco now like that's yeah. actually happening and to me when you're not ensuring that a space includes every i mean you can still go see all white blonde drag shows i I kid you not like they will do you know what i mean like there's no reason anymore (laughs) like i just like there's no reason you don't have to do that um i mean it's all very political and i i feel like i would but i was like kind of just verbally throwing up but the amount of validation i got from other people and performers in my community i was like okay i've recommitted recommitted myself to ensuring that i always do my best to create spaces where everybody feels welcome because that's what i felt like there was so much more of in san francisco before like maybe this wasn't your scene but you could find something somewhere where somebody was gonna say you're home here uh and i think that's a lot harder and it's the one place where I need people to do better because I had someone actually come to me who was 
blocked on Instagram after asking to perform somewhere, like without word, won't rec- like acknowledge them in public. And it's that's like, what the it's hell? yeah. And I'm like, who are we? And it's a new person and they are so sweet and they just want to work and they're so creative. And, you know, when somebody with a fairly big audience, it just kind of blocks you out. That's pretty powerful in, yeah. in a community that only relies on each other. Um, and, and I don't know. Um, and maybe I'm, I, I, at first I was like, maybe you're just bitter because you're not the star of the show anymore. But I kind of never was. I just always had a place where somebody was going to let me perform or um, where I was like, I could join or I could even just go. Like I would, there are, I would actually, I don't, I can't think of any place in the city, any gay bars in the city where I would go comfortably by myself. That wow. was not the case before. Yeah. I would have well, gone so is, many places. I mean, and, and it's been years since I've been to San Francisco and I usually only went either to visit my aunt or um, for San Francisco Sketch Fest, which uh, even towards the end felt like there, it felt like there were other comedians that were like, making judgment passes on what comedy is or what comedy isn't and i was oh, like yeah. oh okay but yeah but that festival always is near and dear to my heart and i've met a lot of incredible people and a lot of really cool people too um so i still love that place but it's i haven't heard about any of the changes in san francisco other than via you and it sounds like not only is this sort of happening but there's also these like maga heads that are like coming in mm-hmm. disrupting shows and i mm-hmm. i'm wondering is this like one of their like like tactics is to like go in and just break up san francisco for no, all the beauty know. that it like it's just so fascinating the timing yeah. It's yeah. I actually was just telling somebody earlier today. It was like San Francisco, and I th- they've written articles about it has not recovered from the pandemic. So there's also mm-hmm. more desperation for money and space as well, for especially for performers and artists, mm-hmm. which makes that even like harder. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this sit that I've known four or five people who have been in the last two three months. Maybe not directly gay bashed, but almost attacked. Jeez. Been called fat. Um, I don't know if you have to beep that out, but you know, um, I mean, questioned why they were certain places, yeah. um, and that's just queer. Like that's just gay LGBT people. Like imagine being black on top of that. Imagine being trans on top of that. And you don't get to feel safe in San Francisco. And then when you finally do get to a safe space uh, where you're supposed to be welcomed and then having to deal with clicks and things like we're back in high school it's um that's i just feel so sad for young kids like i can't imagine coming out at this age and coming to san francisco i I saw one time a queen just sit there this kid was like from sacramento and he had ridden out to san francisco to see a drag show and Mm -hmm. he saw one of his favorite queens and she was so mean to him wow. she was so mean to him told not to, don't get too close just you know because she thought it was funny a lot of it's like there's this uh, oh, I the mean, snarkiness uh, kind of the, went a yeah little bit too hard. yeah it, it was and i don't think she was joking either like she just didn't like but it was like under this i'm uh 
you know, a queen or, you know, I'm a gay man. That's how it's supposed to be. I got attitude. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. we have to be able to like this kid probably just came out and he's out for the first time in his favorite little outfit. And, you know, I, that broke my heart. And I, you know, I really, um, was lucky in that I found a place like I, I used to um, how I kind of got my start is I go, go dance at mm. this party called hard French. Um, and those people are also my friends. Those are still my people, um, my family. Um, and they took me in and I've, I had the best time of my life. And I went to go, I would go to their parties by myself all the time because I knew oh. I could show up and still talk to people. Right. I could still have people I see and I get so sad that there's queers who won't experience that uh, when they come. Yeah. What, and, what do you think it'll take to either change that back or just change it to something, I don't know, a little bit more inclusive? Well, I will say that I think Oakland and the East Bay is doing a little bit better. And okay. I think it's because that's where you know, the people <clears throat> are moving because they can't afford San Francisco. I-, I think literally a lot of it has to do with people having to leave because they can't afford San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, capitalism is the name of the game. And so I auditioned what that for comes a, to- I, I interviewed, I guess, for a gig out there and they're like, you know, are you willing to move to San Francisco? And I remember I was like, if you're willing to pay an, a compensation that can competitively let me live in San Francisco, then yeah, I'm absolutely down. And I found out later they were expecting to pay me like $50,000. And I was like, you can't live in San Francisco. No, (laughs) you can't. If it was a one-time buyout, then yes. Okay. I'll do that for a couple months. And then I'm peacing out because I will spend $50,000 in the matter of like three months in that place because it's too expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive. And it's just, it's the, the city has changed and maybe I'm at the, and then I wonder, like I get caught up and I'm like, am I just at that point where I'm old and I'm just talking about the good old days, but I did, I received a lot of comments back and, um, the fact that people, they feel that they felt it. I was like, cause you know, I'm really in a, I get in my dark space a lot like more lately. Um, just. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I've been better about getting out and I really feel like I'm doing a lot better of actively like clawing my way out of those dark spaces. So I was just like, oh, maybe that's just me. The dep- I think I even said at the end, maybe this is just the depression talking, but I don't think I had is. a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people responded and they said, I feel the same. And mm-hmm. um, I had a friend who said I left because it was getting like this. And, wow. um, you know, I now, don't. Is this just, it's just this, the lesbian community or is this, do you feel it across the board because of I, sort of these MAGA heads coming in and being assholes? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's just about MAGA. I think it's a combination of issues. Of things, yeah. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's here's the thing. It's like it's not like gay men are there. I mean, I'm not saying all gay men because duh, I can't mm. say that. Yeah, but yeah, like they're the ones who uh, who I've felt don't ma- want me there, right? At their oh. spaces, um, but they they'll bring their little girlfriends around. But let's, I mean, women loving women. It's almost like I almost feel like a threat to the girls that they bring mm. to the gay bar, right? 
Oh, so I should never feel that way. You know, Nico yeah. puts it best. We should have Nico on the show because Nico, Nico I, feels it at a different level because they're trans and mask and like yeah, yeah. They've they've experienced it way worse. And I'm like, but it's not like that. And I, and you tell these people like when I come to your shows, people treat me really shitty. They don't even know anymore because they're in. Nobody treats them shitty. But I was like, you're the star of the show. Of course, somebody's treating you shitty. This is your house, right? Right. Right. Um. But when you hear something going wrong in your house, what's your reaction? That doesn't yeah. happen to me, or I need to take control of my house and help yeah. out. You mm-hmm. know, uh, that's that's a hard thing to rally with when you've got a person who's in charge of the house and not not doesn't care. Control. Yeah, it doesn't care, or is just like, well, it's not happening to me. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, and this was one of my issues with our previous job was when I was seeing a lot of mistreatment happen yeah. to people and exclusivity due to a couple. That of was people. our biggest fight. That was my biggest fight because I, I, and it, Mark and I were talking about something similar to this uh, earlier where we were like, you know, you do your best work when you're comfortable, when you're scared, mm-hmm. when you're unsure, when you're out of the knowledge, when you're when you're a poor kid who traveled from Sacramento to San Francisco to meet your freaking idol and you get shit talked at you, even if it's just a joke. It's not a joke to that person. You, you yeah. can't, I feel like you can't meet sincerity with snark or, yeah. or with heinous things. Like it just, yeah. it just destroys. It. And I, and I worry that that's been a tactic lately, especially for creatives where there's, there's been a lot of hate going around in so many different circles, not just MAGA, not just, you know, like it's, yeah. It's almost, it almost feels like even too that like, you know, people get to a place and it, this feels like the revolution of the nerds when geek culture started to become popular and then suddenly it became the, the um actually contest of like, well, how much do you actually know right. about this geek fandom? And I'm like, stop being a jock right now. Like, yeah. let me love it's the thing I love. It's gatekeeping. It's, it's gatekeeping. gatekeeping. Yeah. 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 And I just, it's yeah. so fascinating to me to hear that San Francisco is going through a gatekeeping of the queer community. Queer culture. That's yeah, weird. Like, <sighs> I mean, it, I mean, there are power dynamics. There's people with access and money and, you know, um, but in like, you guys just keep putting each other on, putting money into each other's pockets, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, you know, all that the good you do for the community it, it feels like it's just for you and your friends to benefit um mm. i don't know and i you know I, I guess i don't worry about it because you know if I, if i get to perform i get to perform if i don't get to perform i'm okay but i also don't you know i don't i just want to go out and not feel like i'm at odds with you know the room i feel like i belong just as much you know i want to be there have you ever thought about starting your own drag night well we do we so we have our own and i and i we um and i think that's what the i had a good cry and i was like i've just recommitted myself to making sure hey i don't care who you are you want to perform do you want to dj do you want to help out do you want to be there do you want what do you want to do? What are your ideas? Let's collaborate. Um, and working with people who are on that level, um, 
we love to put people on for the first time. Like if you've never performed before, come pre perform at our party. Um, we're really dedicated to ensuring there's always people of color performing at our spaces. Okay. Um, we have a lot of queer women who we let perform, like uh, we deep mostly queer men women who DJ and trans mass folks. Like nice. I, I just think all I can do is I like to try to put my money behind behind my mouth right now is really all I can do um, if I can uh, and I'm going to get it wrong but I'm I'm excited about getting wrong because how can I get it better learn. right yeah that's how you yeah. learn I mean yeah. I, I feel like that was kind of our method going into this podcast we were like we're probably going to screw a lot of this up I don't know but yeah. let's just keep doing it until we get it right <laughs> yeah and I love that I just I love that people are excited to hear us talk about these things um, and yeah, and, it, and it's. I want to come feel and like do the, the drag show. <laughs> I you, every time I, I see it. you guys post about it, every time I see Nico post any of their DJ stuff, I'm just like, man, I just want to fucking hang with y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish you would. Well, we'll make it happen. We'll make, I'll make because, the tent. Yeah, we'll we'll make it a whole trip because uh, we need to. Uh, we we have a lot of fun. We that's what we we really wanted a place. Uh, and I honestly, what it was is the place that. I felt accepted and gave me a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. and it's not like this is a party is the very first time um, I'd ever seen like three fat go-go's, you know, tra like trans women oh. and men on their go-go box, drag queens, old men, young people like they uh, this party really uh, and it's funny because it's it became a it was a party, but it became like my life it really they're my all my favorite people um actually after i post that a, a couple of my friends from that party specifically reached out to make sure i was okay so um good, good. i'm glad I, it, it sounded like that like did anything specifically happen to you like did anyone say anything do anything i think it was just a moment i was having because i was really sad because I, I i honestly um i think it's i've the impact of being single for so long coupled with the pandemic and being home um i my i have a lot more social anxiety yeah um I definitely that, yeah. i do too yeah and i don't go out as much and then i was like i'm trying to be better about it but i was telling nico i was like but everywhere we go i, I you know i want to support my friends drags and their shows but i don't I feel out of place. I feel like, you know, I'm just not supposed to be there. Uh, you know, I don't know of space where, it, you know, there's one bar, El Rio. Um, and that's because I know everybody that's worked there. I've known them forever. Mm -hmm. um, where I feel the most welcome. That's where we throw our own party. Yeah. Um, and that's where that hard French party that I used to be part of was thrown. And it's what we're modeling our idea out of. We're like, cool. we want to recreate for modern times what hard French was doing in that everybody come as you are but um yeah the social anxiety i i can't take it like you could ignore me before and i'd be okay and just dance my ass off but um like i'm i'll be nice i talk to people and here's the thing this is what it is i think the only way i know how to explain it perf perfectly is all these people who are i know and are in my peer circle talk to me like i'm a fan hmm and I don't know if you know what I mean by I that, know. but like, no, I do. Where it's like, that's cute. Uh, go make your little thing and um, 
good for you. Y- you know? <laughs> yeah. That very much so that feeling like condescending. I, yeah. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I've been in this city doing work for years for a bit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not your fan. I'm your, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. I'm your community member. Like I celebrate you and your art, but when you relegate me to this fandom, um, it's, it it lets, it allows you to treat me a certain way. Right. Right. Uh, uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of spaces where this stuff happens, but it, I moved back because I didn't want to deal with redneck ass Merced County anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, the funny thing is I was my whole self every day there. And, um, and that was hard, but sometimes I'm like, at least I didn't get treated like it was nobody all the time. <laughs> so it's where it's like racism and homophobia or being treated like a piece of shit. Like, there probably is no happy medium, but I think there. I think there is, and I. This is. Um, I, I. I'm afraid that I, my encouragement will be like my treatment of like of a fandom or something. But I. I, I feel like you have the cap- capacity to create the world that you want, and yeah. you have the creative talent to and. Listen, all the friends that I know from you and through uh, people around us are really great, really talented, really creative, and really accepting people. And I, those are the people that usually stay with me a little bit longer, <laughs> just yeah. in general and in life. Yeah. Um, so I think, I feel like instead of um, focusing on the, the damning of how how bad it's gotten, I think you have the capacity to make this better. And I I I I worry with like me saying that and being like, no, you gotta do it now. <laughs> like you know But you're no, you're right. And I think that's funny because I say that, but that is what I this is why we do what we do. Right. Um and that's actually my friend wrote me. He's like, I just whenever I feel sad about San Francisco, I look at what you and Nico are trying to do and I'm really proud of you. Mm. And I just don't want to forget that. I just had a hard day. I honestly, I don't know what brought it up, but I just know that like I was feeling sad about not like I want to go home and be with my people, but yeah. I'm like what? But my people aren't really my people right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and sucks. Yeah. But creating, I'm so I'm I'm just holding space for people like me, for everyone else. Um, but it's hard to do because everybody wants to be in those spaces at the same time because it's very attractive. It is. No matter how much they chew you up and spit you out, people will stay till hopefully somebody notices. Yep. And I'm like, I see you right now. <laughs> so why not just like come on over? The party's over. way fun, yeah. way more fun over here, you know, yeah. with the inclusivity yeah. instead of like just devolving into the snark and the like talking behind people's back and all yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any plans for the rest of the week? When are, when are you heading back? Um, I fly back tomorrow. Um, and then on Sunday I do my first, a geeks who drink. Yes. Um, a gay uh, football ultimate watch party. Um, at David Buster's. 
So I think we talked a little bit about that before. And so I'm doing my first one. I'm excited. And then I get to be home for a week and then I fly right back out and I go to Palm Springs for another event. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. How long are you going to be yeah. down in uh, Palm Springs for? Four or five days, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, most of the heat has broken by then because Palm oh, Springs God, can be nightmarishly I know, hot. I know. Uh, so, I know. But it, it does sound like the, the weather's going to break here over the weekend. So, yeah. I hope so. What about you? What do you got going on? Uh, I am doing a girls' night on Sunday, which I'm very excited for. And at the moment, there is nothing on my calendar <laughs> for other than my wedding, which I've been focusing a little bit more on. Um, I, yeah, uh, there's been a couple of <laughs> you got the job. Wait, no, you didn't type of moments. Um, mm. So back to gigging, just doing the gig work. Um, it's been uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's been a bit of a bummer, and I have a lot mm-hmm. of downtime now that I wasn't expecting to have these last couple of weeks. And uh, I, I feel like I've been laid off all over again. <laughs> so, yeah, that downtime will kill you, dude. It sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks, and like yeah. I'm starting to finally like I'm legitimately trying to eat healthier, and I'm legitimately going to the gym and actually doing the workouts uh, that I said I was going to do because my focus is the wedding now, and I I know a little better than I do right now. Um, so that's kind of just the immediate goal is just being like happy, healthy. But I tell you what, man, stopping drinking and stopping eating shitty food—I'm like, not sleeping better at the moment. I, I don't know when that kicks in, but I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> ready for that i'm like okay I, I do feel way better and way more clear during the days which is nice um but then i'm just up late at night just like scrolling through everything because <laughs> my mind won't shut up. Up. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so hopefully something cool happens in the next week i don't know we'll find out uh yeah. But I hope so for you too. Yes. Really really uh, if you want to track that journey, you can always find me at at El Sassy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Where can everyone find you, Marie? I'm at Instagram pretty much at Mad Marie 13. One of these days I'm going to have a TikTok and I want to be that old person on TikTok doing all the dances. You are not I just, old. I just need you well, to understand that. I, I know that I'm not old, but TikTok calls people born. When I was born, I was born in the old, the late 1900s or tw- what did they say? Yeah. Is that know, what they're saying? They Ew, I hate that. <laughs> bitches. So, I mean, yeah. I guess it's better than the <laughs> mid 1900s, but I guess some of like the I 1900s. Know. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, the universe is chaos. So please be kind. Marie, any final thoughts? Uh, my only thoughts are I'd never share um, a pizza with a New York rat. <laughs> I'll take it. That's the one. That's the one. I love it. Bye, everyone. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hi friends, the world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 